Welcome back in everybody to a fantastic new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Joining us today, we have the director, Lainey Sakakura, and the actress, Sydney Shepard, who are with the upcoming production of Lizzie, a rock concert in 40 Wax. It's playing September 29th through October 22nd at Theater Works Hartford. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting twhartford.org. This is the perfect show for the fall season. And I'm so excited to be able to have these guests on and be sharing this with you. So let's go ahead and welcome on our guests, Lainey, Sydney. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here talking about one of the most infamous murders in American history, of course. And it's a rock concert. It's a rock musical. This is incredible, especially as we're heading now into spooky season. You know, let's go ahead and get rid of the words fall and autumn. It's now officially spooky season. I have deemed it, signed it into law. We're doing this. There you go. <laughs> this is a great show, though. Lizzie, a rock concert in 40 Wags. And Lainey, I'd love to start with you first on this and have you tell us a little bit about what this show is about. Well, I think we all know who Lizzie Borden is from the art, the infamous rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. It's one of those rhymes and uh, kind of like the, the things that we grew up with and then later realized, well, at least us of a certain age, and then realized, oh my gosh, what are we jumping rope to? And any this is an incredible well-crafted rock opera musical it's just like in all about lizzie borden her story told through four female characters lizzie borden her older sister emma the maid bridget and lizzie's best friend next door neighbor and secret lover alice i love that yes that's amazing. So, Sydney, as the actress, how did you come up on the show? Well, I was sent an audition through my agent, and it was actually really funny because he was like, well, I know this is really close to your wedding. Do you still want to go in for this? And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I had never heard the music. I had never really gotten into it, but I heard a couple songs, and I was like, no, I want to go in for this. That's fine. So I ended up starting rehearsals for this production two days after I got married. <laughs> Been insane and like wonderful to dive into. And I'm so glad I did. But yeah, I, I I went in for the audition and I actually did a pretty ballsy move. I brought my own accompanist, which is my husband. And I sang a song that I had written for a musical that I've been working on that was like oddly appropriate because it's this song about this woman who may or may not have killed her husband. So I, I just felt like I instantly connected with the vibe of the piece. I've always loved like rock musicals. That's totally my bag. And so, yeah, I just like, I totally fell in love with it the first time I auditioned for it. And I, I didn't want to get too into it until I had booked the role and but I couldn't help myself I listened to the whole album like before the callback and I was like oh my god this is so cool I really hope that. so yeah that's amazing. my journey yeah that's incredible now is this the world premiere of this particular show 
No, not at all. There's been about a hundred productions. It's been, it was, I was lucky enough to talk to the, the three writers. They're amazing and generous and incredibly talented. And everyone should look them up and read about their history. Because one of the most fascinating things about this show is how the music, it doesn't sound like musical theater rock. It sounds like authentic 90s, hard rock, punk, grunge. And that's what I really loved about it. My history of moving to New York in the very late 80s and living in the village and, you know, listening to live music. As soon as I heard the music, I was like Sydney, I didn't know of the show. I hadn't heard it before. And then when I heard it, I was I was like, oh, my God, this is the kind of music I listen to still to this day in the car. So it was really it was really great. But I talked to Stephen, Tim and Alan, who are are the incredible writers of the show. And it's it's been in development. I feel like it started in the 90s I, and they went through the whole process. They did do it in New York in 2009. They kept developing it all the way until 2016. And now they just signed with Broadway licensing. So it's it's, you know, set. But but this version, this version of Lizzie that we're seeing, I don't believe they haven't they haven't seen it in New York this one but this version that we're doing yes it's 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 been done before but of course with every cast with every theater with every director there's um you know there's uh it's a living breathing you know piece of theater so of course there's there's differences between everyone's interpretation of it but it's it's so clearly on the page that's fantastic i love that so what has it been like laney developing this particular iteration of this show at Theater Works Hartford? It's been incredibly inspiring, challenging. I have to say for me as a, you know, as a female director, choreographer, uh, it's, it's, I just feel so fortunate. I haven't, I have never had the opportunity to work on a piece quite like this before. You know, the story told through these four female voices, this 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 story it, um, really resonates with me. It's the 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 Lizzie, everything she went through, the oppression that's set in 1890s, you know, even though the music lives kind of in this 90s, you know, rock place like, you know, riot girl, punk, angry, you know this feminist angry woman that lives inside of us and then, you know, is pushing to be free to direct this show with this incredible cast. Uh, I just feel so fortunate with Courtney Bassett, Kim Ona, Nora Shell, they, them, and Sydney Shepard. The four of them are inspiring actors and I couldn't be more happy and more honored to be a part of this. That all sounds fantastic. I am mm-hmm. living for all of this. Yes. Yeah. Sydney, what about you? What has it been like developing your role in the show? Oh, I mean, kind of like Lainey, I've never really had the opportunity to work with a cast that's this small and, you know, all female and non-binary cast members. And I've also, my journey has been so much in the realm of new musicals and development and like coming in with a different song every day and trying something different every day. So to be working on a process where the book like actually exists like as a book is really cool. Like 
to have that sort of foundation. And I've also, it's been a long time since I've played a character that actually existed. I mean, even though this piece is definitely like historical fiction, there are some, you know, speculations and, you know, things that may or may not have actually happened. But to have someone that is a real person has been really interesting. And like Lainey said, it's a really well-crafted cycle of songs. And so I feel like there's a certain amount of emotional prep that goes into it, but it's kind of a ride that I can just lock into and just trust the material and, and, and go there. Cause it's, it's really easy for me to connect emotionally to this piece, which is great. Cause there's all of these characters are really complex. Like you can sort of fit them into archetypes if you want to, but I feel like the work that we're doing with Lainey is really sort of excavating, like, how do we make these people real people while still having this heightened rock sort of energy? And so it's it's been an interesting challenge, but also I feel like the more we just ground ourselves and trust the music, like the music really is just the roadmap for the emotional arc of the story. And it's 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 really fun to just take the ride. So. I love that. Yeah. Lainey, I want to go back to you for this next question. You mentioned, you know, who isn't familiar with the story of Lizzie Borden, you know, especially with that mm-hmm. nurse rhyme. Going along with that, is there a message or a thought you hope audiences take away from this infamous story and then from the show in general? For me, I just, you know, there's something about Lizzie Borden always being called like a psychotic murderess and, you know, that she was crazy. And we just kind of signed it off as, oh, she murdered her father and stepmother. She used an axe. And that was kind of the end of it. But to really to walk away thinking harder about all of us as people, the Lizzie Borden, all of us in the sense that, you know, to to put yourself in the place of the 1890s, the oppression that you felt as a woman. Um, there is uh, also, you know, people have talked about her possibly being sexually abused by her father. You know, so if you think about the abuse that she suffered, you know, um, no way out, you know, not being able to, you know, embrace her sexuality, to, you know, feel oppressed at every level, having that kind of controlling father, and really having no way out, you know. And I think that at the end of the day, I hope that we kind of, we discover the person that Lizzie is, to have empathy for the journey that she went through, that to kind of root for not for a mur- the murderous part of her necessarily, but to maybe to have more understanding and empathy for everyone's journey that pushes them to a point where they f- they feel no out, to maybe root for people, to, to care about people, that they, to find their freedom, how necessary it is, mm-hmm. um, that we, without a freedom which we still fight for today you know, and, and, and just to see the complexity about each one of these characters, because they are three-dimensional characters. They are not just to be written off as this thing that happened so long ago that can never happen again. And, and, and that, you know, that to write it all off is crazy. Yeah. That's a wonderful thought there. I love that. Sydney, what about you? I, I, 
agree with Lainey and I also and and I also want to add just I I I think if I saw this show as like I don't know a a young teenager who was like interested in theater like seeing just the sheer power of like femme bodies on stage and what we can create with just four people and a six piece rock band just like in like I feel like Lainey got the story part so well I, I want to just talk about the framing because the framing is like I I, I like my mind would be blown if I if I saw this as like a young person I was like craving this kind of thing like my favorite musical was like the Hedwig and the Angry Inch movie and like I just wanted to like see that and have more of that in my life and so I think that I want I want people not you know not just young people but people of all ages and genders and scopes to see this and to just to 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 see how much power that can be created in a small space because it's a small theater it's a small cast it's a small small everything but it has that sort of like grunge diy sort of thing where people are kind of shocked at how much can be created with such a small team and i mean i i came up in i played in several bands like i'm in the whole sort of like diy band scene and just to just just to know that you 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 can make something out of you don't need like a, a spectacle to really um, blow people away. So I'm excited to, you know, use our resources to make a big impact. Yeah. Sydney cool. really, I love what she says about, you know, not needing a lot of special effects and things. She's so right. This, this show really relies on the talent that you see on stage and in the writing. It's, it's, it's truly, it's, it's truly incredible and and how important this music is. I also will add that I think that makes you rethink a little bit about musical theater, the yeah. definition of musical theater, which it, and uh, to think about that, to think about that a little bit harder in, in the way the story is told. It's incredible. It's not a scene and then you sing a song about it. It's, it's all integrated and, and the language that, that's being used. And also even in the journey, one of the things I asked the writers is like, wow, you really kept the authenticity about it. It, it was like it was like it never morphed into anything really commercial or, or, or you know, Melba Toast. It just they kept they kept all of that fire in there, and I just love that. I love that. That is very very cool. I love all that. My final question for this first part uh, of the interview is: Who do you hope have access to the show? And Sydney, I'm going to start with you first on that. I mean, I think this is such a large conversation because I, I think that like theater in general should be way more accessible to everyone. Like it's, especially living in New York, it's really difficult to see these shows coming out that are like, oh, it's hip and young and fun, like come to the thing. And like all the hip, young, fun people can't afford to see those shows. And then they're like, well, no one wants to see that because it's like a bunch of older audiences going and they don't get it. So it's just like, I, I think, I think, you know, I don't have the answers, but I think we got a real problem with accessibility in theater. But I hope, I hope that queer people, first and foremost, are able to see this show because I think it has 
an absolutely beautiful queer love story, even though it, you know, it kind of gets up like her Lizzie's relationship with Alice is really like heartbreaking and like beautiful and like tender at times. And I think, you know, a lot of towns outside of like huge metropolitan areas don't have a lot of queer spaces for people to come and see themselves on stage. So I think, I think queer people, people of color, we have two absolutely amazing cast members who are people of color. And of course, Lainey as a, as a director of color, I just like, it, it's so, it's so important for people to see themselves on stage, especially, you know, people who are artists themselves and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully be able to reach those people. Yeah, that's, that's who I hope has access. So cool. Yeah. Lainey, what about you? I agree with everything that Sydney says. The representation you will see on stage, in the creative team, in the band. I think that to be able to see that is incredible. I know that even you know, in my own journey, I didn't get to see representation of myself, you know, throughout my life. And, and, you know, with Broadway, it's always been, you know, 5% of Broadway being Asian American. And that's just one tiny story in a, in a much larger story. I, I do hope the queer community comes out to see this. You will, you, you will, you will see the scope of all of us throughout um, on stage and in the creative team and on the band, which was so highly important to theater works, to me, you know, that was really, really important. And I think that as far as accessibility, theater works does work hard. They have a night in October, I believe, where, you know, pay what you can. You know, we've got the $25 tickets in there. I believe you have them available Every night there's a pizza and beer night, like $40 tickets. I think they work really, really hard to make the 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 the, the shows here accessible. I, I feel that theater works like like many nonprofits, but I, I will speak for theater works because this is where we're they're really they push hard to offer new work, work that's outside the box, that's innovative um, since the pandemic. It's been difficult, you know, with, with, you know, all theaters across the country, you know, losing subscribers. And this is a bigger conversation. But, you know, if, if people out there can support their local theaters, you know, and show up, they need it. We need life. We need life theater for our young people. You know, it's really hard to compete with what's so accessible, you know, on screen and on streaming and things like that. But once once you see it in person, once you hear music live, there's nothing else. There's nothing else like it. And we, and we need to keep theater alive this way. second part of the interview i love to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better pull back the curtain if you will and i do want to let our listeners know that laney had to step away and get ready for their day i think it's their first day of rehearsal in the space or at least their today's re rehearsal if that's right so we're just going to be now joined by sydney 
So Sydney, I want to start with our perennial question that I always ask guests, which is what or who inspires you? What shows, composers, playwrights have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites? Love it. Yeah, we were actually talking about this in rehearsal the other day. Like, what was the show that was like, oh, I really want to do this. And we've talked a lot already about rock musicals on the show, but I saw Spring Awakening when I was about 14, 15 on Broadway. And I think I was just like, I knew I wanted to be an actor. But then when I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is exactly what I want to do. And yeah, I mean, Spring Awakening, like I said before, I love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I mean, as as a child, like way too young, I was obsessed with Rent. So I just, anything that's, yeah, that's a little left of center, a little bit strange and weird has my whole heart. And I mean, I'm, I'm a writer myself and I'm in a band called Bandits on the Run with two other actors and performers and I also work with a collaborator Christopher Sears on he's an actor and on his musicals projects and honestly those are the people that inspire me the most right now are the people that I'm like working with on a day-to-day basis I just I, I I can't believe that I have the opportunity to create my own work while also having a toe in you know the more traditional acting world it's like it's so inspiring to me. I love that. That is a fabulous list. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you're based here in New York. I know the show's in Connecticut. I know you've been very busy right now with rehearsals as we're gearing up for the opening on the 29th. But have you had the chance to see any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? You know, I I was thinking about this question and I have been so outside of the city. I've been touring this summer with my band and very and in New York for a very small time. And the one show that I did see that I loved has since closed, but I mean, it was a limited run. It was a show called The Beautiful Lady at La Mama. Was it at La Mama? Yeah. And it was um, Elizabeth Swatos and Bogart directed it. And it was kind of like hair for like Russian poets if you will. It was a very cool project. And so I, if anyone wanted to get in a time machine and go back to May of 2023, I would recommend that show. But yeah, I've, my, my, my journey has taken me outside of the city so much that my, my finger's not quite on the pulse. So I would ask your listeners to tell me what to see. (laughs) I love that. Ooh. Well, now I want to know, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? I mean, I I am so inspired by other people. I, I think if I were to boil it down to one word, it would just be collaboration. I love that theater as an art form, unless I guess you're doing a one-person show, like you have to collaborate with other people like you have to let other people into your space let other people into your heart and your spirit and make you know make a family wherever you're making a show and I love that so much I mean I mean there's all the stuff about you know we tell stories and we you know we get to do this and this and I love all of that but I think 
like at the end of the day, like everything that's the most important to me is about human connection. So if I am connecting in this first circle with the material and connecting in this second circle with the people that I'm making with, and then the third circle, the audience, it's like this, this reverberation effect that is so lovely to feel because when you have a strong foundation with the people you're making something with that is felt by a wider audience and maybe you know inspires them to be kinder and more open with the people around them so i don't know yeah the, the spirit of collaboration i think is my my fave it's beautiful well, we have now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, and that is, what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, my gosh. This is a crazy question. I I feel like my whole life is a theater memory. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many wonderful memories of being in shows with people and, you know, all of that stuff. But I, I think my favorite memory today it might change tomorrow but my band and I had the opportunity to write music for a Shakespeare production at Carnegie Mellon University of As You Like It and so we had all of the tapes from all the cast members and we wrote the songs sort of to fit their voices um, and their vocal range and there were so many different gender identities playing different traditionally different characters in the show and then we went to Carnegie Mellon and saw one of their rehearsals and I just I think that was a big moment for me as like a theater writer to see all of these you know 21 22 year olds absolutely delving into this material that like I was writing in my living room with my best friends and to to hear them sing these songs and then the, the actor playing Orlando, who is a, a non-binary person who has a, a vocal range pretty similar to me, they came up and they were like, I've never felt like a song fit my voice so well as this song that you've written. And yeah, that made me so emotional because I was just like, I've, I felt like I was really really giving someone a gift and a tool to like embody this character in such a full way and yeah it was incredibly moving so yeah I, I think watching a bunch of budding about to graduate theater kids singing songs I had written was it's, it's up there yeah I love that what a wonderful memory Thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks for asking the question. It's a great question. Do you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Well, I am working on I'm working on a new musical, but I'm I'm gonna I have to do that annoying thing where I can't really talk about it <laughs> yet. But I'd say, yeah, keep keep an eye out in the coming months for some news about something <laughs> that might be happening i don't know what else to to say but there's a I new show well. coming with musical notes stay tuned yeah stay tuned. <laughs> I'll stay, stay tuned but no i actually i do have a i'm going into new york on my day off like i am on most of my days off up here on october 16th at mercury lounge 
my band is playing a huge show and we've got Christopher Sears, our collaborator playing with us. We have Ellery Ward, who you've probably heard of. She's amazing. She's been working with us on a project. So she'll be playing that night and doing some songs with us. And yeah, October 16th, Mercury Lounge, if anyone's around the city and wants to come check out and get some sneak peeks of the songs we've been doing for this project and just hear some of our own music. Yeah, come check that out. That sounds fantastic. How exciting. Yeah. And that leads to my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about Lizzie, a rock concert in 40 Wax, or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Well, they can go to the TheaterWorks Hartford website and grab some tickets because I think they're kind of getting ready to take off. They're kind of flying. I was like, oh, like, mom, dad, buy tickets. You can do that. And yeah, if you are a person who has questions about acting or writing or whatever, you can, I guess, hit me up. My Instagram is Sydney Torin. Um, and my band Instagram is Bandits on the Run. And yeah, that's, that's me. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I am so excited about this show. I yeah, me too. Seriously, the cast is so good. Like, it's just, it's a good, good vibes all around. So it sounds amazing. Yeah. It really does. Sounds like the perfect theater show right now. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. My guests today have been the director, Lainey Sakakura, and the actress, Sydney Shepard, who are both involved with Lizzie, a rock concert in 40 Wax, which is playing September 29th through October 22nd at Theater Works Hartford. You can get your tickets and should get your tickets very quickly at twhartford.org. They're going fast, so make sure you get them now. You can also follow Sydney and her band on Instagram at Sydney Turin and at Bandits on the Run. We're going to have all of this information posted on our social media as well as on our episode description. But for right now, if you're in the Hartford area or really in the Tri-State area, hop on a train like we're hoping to do. Head up to TheaterWorks Hartford September 29th through October 22nd and check out Lizzie, a rock concert in 40 Wax. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. And the lights of old Broadway.